Tune in, tune in, this weekend car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, what we talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings, you ain't got them, zip your lip, you got a problem you ever found, check your grounds, this show about to start, start. Tune in, 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 tune in. Weekend car audio, audio. Yeah, yeah. Tune in, tune in. Tune this weekend car audio. Welcome to this weekend car audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, co host, the inevitable, the man, the movie star, <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey Fernandez. What's going on, hey. Jeff? Uh, nothing much. You, you just sounded like uh, it was a part of that uh, Avengers movie where what Thanos was like. I forgot what he said, but he's like, you know, I am this, and then Iron Man says, "I'm Iron Man." And, uh, never mind. But uh, oh, I'm doing okay. How you doing, Doug? Oh, I am doing good. Uh, did you have a show this weekend? Yes. All yes. Right. Well, uh, while you tell me about your show, I am going to start uh, sharing this because I forgot to share last week. Oh, bummer. Um, well, yeah, it, uh, so it was originally a one day show, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> but, uh, it lasted while wow, we ended up wrapping at like one thirty AM. So it was technically a two day show <laughs> that ended up being, but, uh, yeah, so it was what, it was our first of our uh, summer series shows where we start later in the evening, okay. uh, 4 PM. But man, even then, the sun was just so so well, hot. Yeah, well, it was like 108 or something there. It was like 110 plus on the heat index when Ooh. you factor in humidity and all of that. So uh, I actually was doing a live video, and I didn't. Re- well, you know, side note: the live video ended up being like this eight-hour long live I, video. I did see a little post that you said something. Yeah, about that. that was kind of that was kind of crazy, but. So, uh, you know, I was doing this live video and then uh, it was kind of just like nothing, but you just see the parking lot and somebody had uh, commented, this is kind of boring. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, just waiting for people, uh, you know, to come up and wait for, you know, the crowd to pick up, which they eventually did. But it was after the sun had set past <laughs> the other building and then it was just all shaded and everybody just came up and um you know, it just got really busy, and I was like, "Hey, where's that guy that was uh, commenting on the uh, the show being a little boring?" But uh, you know, it was at first, but it picked up. Uh, it was really cool. We had uh, some guys actually come up, drive up uh, three hours north. Uh, they're uh, they're from Houston. Okay. Uh, Perez Perez Customs, uh, Tony Perez. Uh, there was like Chris Perez. Um, yeah, they all came up. There's probably like seven or eight. Uh, uh, vehicles. Uh, they came up, um, did the event. Uh, they really loved uh, the DB drag racing format. When I was down there in uh, Houston for the Audi Olympic show back in November, they right. were there uh, representing and they were like, you know, this whole time ever since then, yeah, we need to go up there to Dallas and, you know, do that, uh, do those events. And after the sun had, whoa. Whoa, just... somebody's got extra. Uh... Sorry about that. <laughs> 
Oh. Put it in had a second uh, second source on. <laughs> Randy uh, Lee popping in. We got Tiffany up there. We got Rosa. Let's got Moses. Uh, we'll talk about them in just a minute. Um, yeah. uh, real quick, want to say uh, thank you to our sponsors, Crossfire Car Audio, Puns Customs, and Voodoo Customs, our current uh, sponsors of the uh, podcast. So always want to thank them. Uh, if you guys get a chance, uh, check them out and get stuff from them if you can. Um, uh <laughs> You know, only a few would drag me onto social media. Uh, I guess he's Who's talking that? about us. Oh, Joseph. He said, he said, what's up, Joe? And so and then he said, oh, uh, you know, only a few would drag me into so onto so social media. So Joe brought him out. So there you go, Joe. Um, yeah, so so you had any world records or anything, uh, potential records set at your event? Well, it was a 3X, right? Yes, yes, we uh, we had one. Um, it was in the uh, trunk class. Okay. And I think the uh, the the record then was uh, I think it was a one fifty one, and one of the guys here, you know, did a one fifty one and some change. But I mean, you know as well as I do, uh, the world records aren't really a locked until you know all the other uh, locations have have put in their uh, right. Uh, so it's know, a potential results. world record. Potential world. <laughs> well. So, you know, the guy in, in Texas did a 151, and then we get word that uh, a guy at Wyatt's 3X, yeah. and is it Wisconsin? I think it might have been Wisconsin, did like a 156, and then we were just kind of all like discouraged, and they we're like, all right, you know. So, <laughs> Rosita but, uh, says, it was close. Uh, Rosita says, Moses loves him some Joe. Uh, you know, I, I found Moses, uh, uh, he came to a Reno show. He kind of sat in the corner of the parking lot all by himself. <laughs> nobody was what? going over there and talking to him, and nobody knew who he was. And I just went over there and started chopping it up. But, yeah, I've uh, I've become really good friends with Moses uh, and, and Rosa. Yeah, because that's Moses. He just sits around, doesn't do anything, just kind of hides in the corner, right? He doesn't stand <laughs> out at any shows. Um. So how is out of his character? Yes, he is. So how's your <laughs> finger doing today, Joseph? It's all right. It's all right. That's good. Just it uh, pretty good, bruised up. It's pretty bruised up. I can see every rib from uh, from Josh Tattoo's uh, belt, and I got a couple <laughs> of cuts from the uh, the pulley of that first alternator. Yep, I uh, I so believe he. Uh, with... I, I believe he said. I think this is some of his skin. So I think it actually helped. Uh, he did figure out that he was five eighths off on his belt. So the belt length. Yep. It was too so long. Got to the answer on that. And uh, I just had to bleed a little to figure that out. <laughs> but hey, Josh, thanks for not having a very tight belt because it would have been worse. Yeah, it, it could have been worse. Um, not saying that I haven't stuck my hand in an engine where it probably shouldn't have been. Uh, actually, to be uh, truthful with you, when I saw you do that and I heard it, I thought you put your hand on, or you uh, might have caught your hand on one of the uh, impellers on the um, on the alternators, one of the fans. Oh. That's what it sounded like to me. Oh, it actually had a sound. Oh, it had a sound. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. No, except I, my my scream. <laughs> uh, Tristan out of Barbados saying, "How's everybody doing?" Uh, he had a big storm go by his house uh, towards the middle of last week. Uh, it ended up downgrading before it got to them. But it was a pretty large storm that was 
uh, hitting, heading towards Barbados. So uh, good to hear. Um, anyway, so uh, Jeffrey, uh, you used to be part. Oh, I had a show, um, obviously. Uh, that's <laughs> Joseph uh, got his hand caught, but it is what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, we had it was a small show, but uh, I didn't know if you I mean, you were kind of busy, uh, Joseph. But um, when it was all said and done, I believe I had seven brand new competitors that never competed in DB drag before. So um, we're expanding. Uh, Dave Bradshaw wasn't there. He's here in the chat, but he wasn't there. <laughs> um, I just so you know, Dave, I dropped off uh, some of those stickers with um, Chivo. Oh, Casey Custer popping in. He didn't show up to the bowling tournament yesterday either. Bastard. I was there. Uh, which which Chivo did you drop him off with? Team DC Chivo or Team Send It? <laughs> At the end of the night, he was all Team Send It Chivo again. <laughs> he was Team DC Chivo for the uh, video and the pictures. And then he be became uh, Team Send It Chivo at the end. Collecting them points. That's what he's doing. Um, oh, he was at Clear Lake. That's where he was at. Clear Lake is a lake up there in Northern California. It's a big fishing lake. They have double-digit bass. Uh, four days of drinking and fishing. That's inappropriate, sir. What? <laughs> um, yeah, K Casey. Um, actually met Casey at uh, Fisherman's Warehouse and at the Bowling Alley. So um, I was buying some gear, and there he was, and what do you know? Lewis TVC popping in. So um, Jeffrey wanted to get over. So you used to be part of Team XSSPL. Not that it ended. Uh, Josh Tay, too, popping in. Um, I mean, because, I mean, you're still on my phone as Team XSSPL Jeffrey. So um, how was uh, – what are some of your memories, Jeff, of uh, being part of Team XSSPL? Uh man, uh, long nights, <laughs> uh, building stuff. Um, man, uh, you know, I, I, t I try to tell people, you know, to always, especially if you're competing, surround yourself with people with like-minded goals as you, you know, because yep. um, that'll kind that'll really elevate, uh, you know, the level you're on. Um, you know, there's stuff that you could always learn, you yep. know, that's that, that could definitely help your score. Um, if not, then, you know, you got the uh, camaraderie of uh, other members, um, you know, on the team. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's like, you know, we really, we all need that, that yep. person or persons to say, Hey, that kind of, you know, cheer us on. And yep. I think being a part of a, uh, of a team really does that. So if, if you have a chance to, you know, be, be part of a team and then do so, there's a lot of really good uh, advantages. Um, but as far as like the, the memories, yeah. Um, wow. Just the long nights working on our, all, we're all working on our vehicles type thing. But we're would you give any the back? Thing. That's the question. Would I what? Would you give any of those nights back to not be no. there? No, uh -uh. absolutely not. Absolutely uh, that's not. one of the great things about being part of a team is, um, you know, a great, ex great example of that is uh, the Tennessee base racers, right? They're like-minded. Oh, yeah. They live and die to do base race and top dog. And so that group of guys have really fine-tuned their expertise almost 
in competing in top dog and base race. Mm-hmm. So another team that's uh, started growing a little over about two years ago now, I think, uh, started out by Dave Bradshaw, is Team Send It. Now, Team Send It's always just been uh, Northern California area. And Joseph here, he's out of Reno, Nevada, Northern Nevada area. And um, Joseph is now the president of a new chapter, uh, Team Send It, in uh, Nevada. What's going on, Joseph? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate it both, Jeff, Doug. Um, but yeah, exactly what, what Jeff was just saying, you know, so I jumped into car audio. I'm pretty new to car audio. I think I've been in it now about three years. Uh, jumped in pretty hard. I've, I've done my build a bunch of times. I've, I kind of have the same couple of people that I, I build with and I work with on, on my builds. Um, you know, and, and I'm part of Team DC. Uh, so I, I absolutely love Team DC. Great group of people. Yep. Great products. Uh, great love every Great support. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I always wanted to be part of a, a team that was actually going to, you know, get together and, and test and tune together and, and really work on the builds and find out where the needs are and help one another. And, and I always felt like that was missing, um, you know, from what I was doing in car audio. Uh, of course, I have my friends that the small friends group that, you know, would do that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's not super friendly to uh, to get into car audio competition as the new guy and to catch up and to figure it out. You can ask somebody like uh, one of my new teammates, Rory, uh, Rory Harms, who's really, you know, he's went absolutely as deep as you can go in, in six months with car audio. Uh, and it's just it's good to have that group of people. And it, I'm gonna, I'll be flat out from day uh, day one. The first show that I went to was in Fresno, and it was actually uh, Team Soundstream that that really caught my eye. They were I don't like Soundstream products, but <laughs> the way that their teammates and the way that their team camaraderie was, and the way that they supported one another, that was that was really uh, something that was eye catching to me. That really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of been, you know, I don't want to say solo. I've been, I've been on Team DC, and so if you need help with a product or you need to talk talk to some experts, you can get some great advice out of the, uh, the team chat. Um, but I still wanted more. I wanted that team camaraderie, and uh, I'm uh, for a couple of years now. I've been looking at, uh, which you know, it's not going to surprise Moses, but Space for Base. <laughs> had my eye on Space for Base, and I've had my eye on Team Send It. And I really liked what Team Send It was about because uh, when I first started going to those sack shows, hey, you'll remember, Doug, you'd yell yeah. out, Team Send It, assemble. And and these guys would <laughs> jump on that vehicle. Everybody would know exactly where they needed to push, where they needed to stand, where they didn't need to touch. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I like that. I like the team camaraderie. It's, uh, it's a big thing. Um, I love helping people in car audio. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's, it's probably the thing I like just as much as building. And so uh, you'll see me a lot on Facebook groups and answering questions and trying to help people and guide people. And so really the opportunity, uh, I got to talking to Dave and then Dave decided he was going to maybe try out some DC subs. And it seemed like a pretty good opportunity to, uh, to mesh the two. Um, and uh, my cousin, Daniel, who's my, my uh, junior VP. Okay. He, uh, he's a great, great, great addition to the group. He also wanted to be on a team. So, you know, we just said, well, Let's do it. Of course, I stopped to talk to Rusty, made sure it wasn't going to hurt any uh, those relationships no, or it, any of And it doesn't with Rusty at all. I mean, Rusty wants you to be involved and engaged um, uh, 
if you aren't even part of Team DC, it doesn't matter to Rusty. I, I've known Rusty a long time since, you know, way before he was doing this stuff. And um, he definitely wants to grow the community. And that's more important to him than you being on Team DC, in my opinion. Well, I still am Team DC. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if, if there was a choice, he would say, hey, man, if, if it's better and you want to grow the community and you had to leave us to be on that team, he would be super happy with that, you know? Because uh, I, I really do feel he Rusty is one of those guys that wants to see the car audio market blossom, uh, especially the competition side. He still has a heart for the competition. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he shows up to almost every show we do in Reno, um, it, you know, if he doesn't have the bike thing going on. But, uh, yeah, he just he definitely has a heart for it. And uh, he, he, he actually had his own team back in the day, uh, yeah. Team Peer Pressure. And, Did uh, he? Yeah. I, I thought he, he must have been on another team too, WCA, right? Well, WCA was Team Peer Pressure. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it was a it was kind of an amalgam of the two things. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, but yeah, that was you know really cool back then. And like I said, Rusty's a cool dude, so I, I'm sure he had no problems with you joining uh, Team Send It. Uh, like I said, that's we give uh, Dave a lot of a hard time all the time about how many members he has. Uh, but you know, uh, he, he really truly wants to make it like a family event. I, I feel that in my bones, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more with that, you know? So I started talking to Dave and, and I'll be honest, I've known Dave for three years, but, uh, I can't say that we've ever really talked, uh, you know, a whole lot other than what's up at a show, uh, you know, a quick little knock and move on. Right. Um, you know, it was actually interesting. So when I sat down and started talking to him about what I would like to do and, and we started figuring out how this was going to work, you know, he was pretty shocked at some of the stuff that I've built, some of the things that I've done out here that he just had no idea about because, you know, different circles. You guys are out right. there in Cal, we're out here. Um, that was the one drawback for me that always kept Team Send It off my list was, you know, going back to recruiting everybody days when I first started, it seemed like everybody was Team Send It. Right. Um, but you know, that that's changed a bit and they've, uh, they've narrowed it down to <clears throat> just those that really compete. Uh, it's, it's shrunk down a bit. Uh, Julio's doing a great job running it as president right now. Uh, I let Julio stay at my place when he came up for the sky high barbecue and, and maybe it was Julio that sold me on team sending because I tell you, the guy was not my teammate. He was just a guest at my house, but he was out there at two thirty AM with me and Steve Wendell trying to shove this giant enclosure in this car that it did not fit into. Um, and so a lot of love for Julio. So I was on uh, Team Soundwaves uh, back in the day. I don't know if Jeffrey remembers it or not, uh, but it was Miguel Ayala, uh, me, oh, okay. uh, Scott um, Sanborn, um, Chris, uh, Chris Howard, you know. So we were all the kind of Team Soundwaves, um, and we kind of went against Greg Colon, right? Because he's uh, – <laughs> really? Team Audio Connection, right? Audio and they're in the same town. Yeah. They weren't very far apart from each other. And uh, I will tell you, um, Salinas from my house was an hour and 40 minutes. And I would drive out there on a Friday night and wouldn't come back home till Sunday morning. You know, and and it wasn't to build my car at all. My car sat at home. I only built my car at the shows. We, I, we've talked <laughs> about this on this show many a time, but um, – I, I'm a uh, I was a poor planner when it came to competing, but
but my number would go up almost every time, and I would literally build a box in the parking lot, throw it in my car, and compete at the show. Um, but I would spend literally, you know, tens of hours helping Miguel try different subs, loading wall positions, uh, whammy boards, um, port sizes. And I mean, we would, I would be sitting in that, you know, in that vehicle just doing so much stuff. And uh, yeah, it was great times. And, you know, we, we literally would, everybody there would be doing something. And that, that's what a team does. And uh, that's one of the great things about having a team, you know, is, is like you said, it, and it becomes like a second family, right? So, you know, I still talk to all those guys to this day. And shoot, we haven't competed together since 2002, 2004, maybe. So, um, you know, it was before I became a 3X judge. So, um, yeah, because I came a 3X and a 4X judge in 2005. So, yeah. Or uh, 3X judge in 2005, 4X judge in 2007. And um, so that, you know, uh, up until then, um, you know, th those guys haven't competed at least since 2005. And we still talk. Uh, it, it, so it's the, the relationships you create by right. being part of a team are way beyond just at the shows. Um, as Jeffrey, Jeff I mean, Jeffrey works for one of his teammates. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, and how often do you guys still talk to Chad, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I actually uh, visit him, visited him uh, at his place on my oh. last SoCal trip. So uh, out there in the boonies. <laughs> yeah, out there in the, the forest. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Dave Bradshaw says Team Unity. Um, so how many members do you have now with the Reno branch? So, so we've got about 10 in the Reno branch. Okay. Uh, many of them are, are brand new to the comp scene. A lot of them are faces you've seen around the comp scene. They, they showed up to shows, you know, but they didn't really know how to get started or where, where to go. So um, I basically took all those kind of free agents that were in Reno and, and started talking to them. And, uh, and what we've been doing is every couple of weeks, we, uh, we get together on a Saturday here. We, uh, we do a little cookout. We bring whoever's builds that needs something done and uh, we just start working on it start pounding it out together as a team and and i like you doug um, i'm totally capable of building my own ride so uh we haven't put any work on my ride you know when we get together because i can get that done during the week uh that time is really for them and to help them squeeze all they can out of it and and soak up whatever uh, information they can and uh if you're tom Selleck, you're rummaging through my garage for every piece of DC audio relic you can find. <laughs> um, so we've got some, we've got some great names that uh, you've seen around the shows for a long time, uh, but that'll be popping up even more, you know, like Tom Selleck and, and Steve Wendell. And uh, we've got some good people, Daniel Villa, who uh, at the next show will have his voltage on where it needs to be and actually be able to really compete. Um, so we just got a you know a good group of people who I trust. The whole reason we came out to SAC on uh, on Saturday was really was for that point. It was to take some of those people who go to the Reno shows and see that small turnout, um, but don't see what the shows look like when they're across the hill in Sacramento, Fresno, mm -hmm. uh, Bakersfield, SoCal versus NoCal or NorCal. NorCal. Um, but yeah, you know, I just wanted them to see what one of these big, bigger shows looked like. I picked the wrong show because it was super low turnout yeah. and we were way early for it. And then I stuck my finger in an alternator. So, 
at none of it worked out as planned, but um, but it was great to to bring them, you know, let them see the show, and even then they got to, to meet a lot of people, talk, engage. I, I think they got the bug a little more. That's good. So, uh, what are your guys' requirements? Uh, you know, that's great English. Your guys's. So, um, what are your requirements uh, for your team? So the requirements are, are, are pretty general at this point. Um, okay. You know, you got to have some interest in, in being on that comp side of things. You, you know, you're of no use if you're, with the exception of Wendell, who uh, we're going to call the public information officer. <laughs> he just wants to help with builds and uh, and do his thing, but he doesn't really want to compete. So, uh, you know, we've got Steve and we've got a handful of uh, brand new competitors, uh, a couple in the trunk class, a couple that are going to jump into the wall class. We're trying to divide things up based on class so we could put somebody in the lane in every event, in every type, um, without so much competing against each other. So just trying to break out those lines. Um, so a little bit of everything. But, hey, it's, uh, it's I'm going to go back to what Dave told me when we had this talk about how we were going to do this. And uh, are you here to have fun? That's the question. If you're, if you're here to have fun, uh, you're willing to support your teammates, you know, I'll take a look at you. And, you know, unless you've got some serious personality issues like people, I will not <laughs> say their names. You know, I've, I've pretty got a, a trial spot for you, and we'll see how it goes. There you go. Uh, Jeffrey, when you guys were doing your team, uh, mm -hmm. did you guys class yourselves uh, so that you wouldn't be going against each other and try to go for world? Mm -hmm. Because so when Jeffrey was competing, uh, their team goal was a world championship and records. So that was because at then it was just DB drag. We didn't have cyclone did base race and all these other mm -hmm. things. So they were focused on their class and being a world champion. That was it. And they would take six, seven cars to world finals every year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why don't you speak on what, how your team was kind of structured, Jeff? Um, I can recall there was a time, uh, I guess this would be a good example. Uh, myself and a uh, fellow teammate, uh, Darren Johnson, who uh, shows up at events every here and there in the LA area. But uh, he had a little dot, little orange Dotson that uh, he was, uh, I think, trying out uh, Super Street 1 to 2. And, and I was doing Super Street 1 to 2 in, in the rabbit. And Roger kind of was like, okay, we're going to you know, put this equipment in your car and then we're going to put this equipment in your car and then whoever's loudest, okay, that's what you're going to, that's what class you're going to be in. And, you know, the other person is going to be in this other class. And um, fortunately uh, for me, I mean, I ended up being a little bit louder in the Super Street 1 and 2 class and Darren ended up going in the uh, 3 to 4. Okay. Uh, which is kind of how we, you know, handled that. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's, uh, we had guys that were doing the street class. Um, there wasn't really so much as a like a requirement. Um, but uh, yeah, as long as you kind of wanted to be in there in the lanes, uh, you know, you're enthusiastic about it. And, you, you know, like Joseph here says you didn't have any personality issues. Then, hey, yeah. you know, it's all it's all good. We could all kick it, you know, but uh, for the most part, that's kind of how we handle things. Uh, we had just all communicated, talked about it and. Uh, you know, let things uh, go how 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 they how they were, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, but uh, for you guys, the intention was world finals, though. At, I mean, at a minimum for you guys, right? Um, I I would think so. Um, I remember when uh, Roger first got us on. Uh, uh, we brought it up here on uh, Soundstream. You know, oh, yeah. Um, he he was like, okay, yeah, no, I got this. Uh, you know, it was a. Uh, 
it was a gentleman that was working for Crossfire, Juan Herrera ended up being, uh, ended up working for Soundstream. So we were able to acquire some product and it was like, okay, well, you know, we got this product. We don't have very much of it. Uh, you know, okay, who's going to finals? You know, wh wh who's going to do what? You know, we can kind of help out that way. If not, we could still help out, but, you know, uh, probably not as much. And, you know, we all, we all knew that's kind of what the uh, the goal was, was just to go to finals, being able to go to finals, uh, you know, type thing. So there's that whole other level that, uh, and you, you know, when they start hanging around, you know, do they just want to come just to, um, you know, get product or, right. or, you know, get the notoriety and, and mm -hmm. you kind of see that when they, when they first come aboard, you're like, you know, this, I don't know, I think it's going to work out, but if, if you're, you know, on that mindset of, Hey, you know, I'm going to finals, I'm going to win finals, I'm going to do my best. Then, you know, we just kind of hopefully gravitate those around those people and then, uh, we, you know, lift them up, cheer them on. Uh, so that brings me to the same thing. So, Joseph, do you guys do pledges then? So you start as a pledge for a uh, determined amount of time and then move from there? Uh, no, I didn't put that in there. Um, okay. I didn't even consider that really. I, I, I'm i a pretty blunt person. I think uh, most people in this chat know me as pretty blunt. So, <laughs> you know, if there's a problem, I'm not going to have a problem sending you on your way. Uh, so no pledges. No, we are doing, um, and I've been floating that kind of by Dave and some other people, you know, doing some type of, uh, don't not donations, but a membership fee, but really that's just to, to pump up the Reno shows. Right. So right. we can upgrade those shows to draw more competitors, to bring people from across the Hill. Um, and that's what that's all about. And, and there's support for that across the team here in Nevada. So we're going to be doing, you know, quite a bit, but we still, we're still early on. I mean, I think we've been doing this a month. We've had two team meets and then our little field trip to SAC. Um, so it's only been about a month and, um, but you know me and you know, I came out my first year. I had no yep. idea talking to Angelo Trujillo <laughs> at an, uh, in Fresno. He was like, you should come to DB drag. I'm like, what the hell's DB drag? And first time hopping in the lane, trying to do uh, what is it? Base race. And I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, but that same year I took home a ring. So, yeah. you know, I, I definitely go in deep when I go in and uh, I'm seeing these are the same kind of people. And so we're just going to do what we can do. Probably not a whole lot this season. We're going to build this season, but we're going to uh, we're going to come out firing next week or next year, next year. Uh, Dave Bradshaw says our mission is to grow the community and vibe. People will grow right. into finals as the base bug kicks in. So that's what Dave says. Um yeah, uh, we really need to show support this year for World Finals, uh, being as we got a, a location back on the West Coast again. Um, we want to uh, show and represent so that we can continue to get these locations on the West Coast, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, that's so, uh, so what are your, uh, your members? So you got you as the president and then uh, so we've got me as Dan. president, we've got Daniel as uh, JVP. Okay. We've got Steve Wendell. He's our uh, he's our media guy. He's the one that's going right. to promote shows, try to recruit, do that sort of stuff, help with builds. Uh, and then we've got David Herrera, who has a uh, a trunk build that's pretty pretty nasty. So uh, next goal for him, we've already upgraded his amps out of just piles of stuff that were in my garage. And, uh, and then his old amps kicked down to another member who's just getting built up. 
um, trying to divide stuff. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, I learned a heavy lesson my first year going to finals and you know, you can do great all year with your burp class and you go to world finals and then there's going to be a competitor that shows up from, in my case, Mexico. And uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even have him on my radar and he just absolutely blew me out of the water with a 158, um, you know, one note wonder. And so I talked to them a lot about, you know, Hey, don't, don't just shoot for the DBs. Like you can walk in this your first year and take home a ring and in base race and top dog and yep. any of those other classes, you know, you don't always have to be the loudest. You, you just have to be really dialed in at what you're doing. Yep. And so, uh, so that's just how I've been pushing it. Um, you know, I'm just not a huge fan of, of the burp builds that are amazing, but yep. you know, it's just a lot of work to do that one thing. Yeah. Uh, Josh says we're trying to have four competitors from Reno at world finals. Um, nice. I, I was talking to him about that and I think six would be a better number. And I don't think that's unrealistic. Um, but you know, um, and then here's uh, if you can't read that, that says Joel. Uh, oh, he's yeah. the Pankadow guy. Well, you can read it, Jeffrey, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> it looks like Joe. <laughs> it, it it looks like a Joe. Yeah, it looks um, like a Joe. Yeah, Eric says you just have to be consistent. Oh yeah, and that's all base races, base race, and, and you know, as Joseph mentioned, first time, first year competing he won a ring in base race um anybody can win in base race and top dog and you could be world finals competitive if you just take some time and figure out your system um it's i mean i jump in cars and do the you know beat the boss and you know i i go 9.9 .9 most <laughs> of the time and uh you know it's a car i've never been in most of the time oh i got a real quick I got to tell Manny. Manny's here. Lord of Base Manny's in the house. Uh, Manny, my son says you're the only reason ever to go to a DB drag from now on. He loved that Mexican bread you brought him. So, Well, you never bring me food. <laughs> uh, Eric Hansen says he practices a lot. Um, oh, yeah. So, so there is one thing about practicing. I'm sure Joseph can attest to this uh, doing the uh, base race and stuff. Um uh, <laughs> uh, Josh says the boss got whooped this week. What? Uh, we tied twice, I think, and then he beat me. I I, I fell asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. Only did a nine point eight the last run. He beat me. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh. The thing with the base race is practicing is one thing, but you got to go to shows and yeah. practice against somebody. Because just oh, yeah. practicing by yourself is not the same as competing at a show. Um, when, uh, what's his name, um, Jimbo came down from Canada. So now he's practicing against somebody, or he's going <laughs> against somebody. And then me, uh, so I, apparently I'm a big mouth. And so I'm sitting there and I'm calling out the numbers and because – in my opinion, as we've discussed on the show, my opinion, in my opinion, is my job is to let people be entertained and make it more exciting, as exciting, exciting. as I possibly can. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, so different in the lanes against some really good competitors. That's the truth, especially down in Fresno. We got uh, Carlos down to pound. That boy can base race. Um, but um, the thing about it is is there's different distractions when you're in the lane. 
Uh, mm -hmm. You see both numbers going across. You're maybe not used to looking at a big screen. Maybe the sun is different. You know, the sun's shining on the screen a little bit, right? So all oh, I'm going to interrupt you right there because I swear, my first year, I, I felt like you purposely picked the worst possible position for those screens every time. <laughs> like, well, how are we even supposed <laughs> to see this? <laughs> so did I tell you the trick for no. seeing them during the day? Oh, wait, no, uh, but look, he okay. did. The glasses, polarized sunglasses. Polarized sunglasses. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, when I was down in Mexico or in um, in the Bahamas, $10 a pair. And I got a $250 pair, and I was going back and forth between them today. And no the, two, no, the $250 oh. pair fit so much nicer. But the as far as the glare reduction and how well they worked looking through them, exactly the same so um they are out there uh oh yeah and then joel says he really en enjoys top dog it's thrilling exciting and challenging um same thing as base race right uh i'm gonna disagree i, I think i think top dog is super exciting but it, it mm -hmm. is a base race you know there's there's that extra layer of rules and and yep. a little bit of chess theory in there you know you can do you can do a lot, especially when you're in the lanes with your teammates and, and, you know, you can, you can dump your points or you can protect your points. There's uh, I, I, I love top dog uh, and nothing makes me yell that F word louder than when I screw up in top dog. And I know you hear it at every show, but it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely exhilarating and you never know where, where it's going to go. Oh yeah. And you're always in it because you can tie somebody and take half their points and leapfrog all the way to the front. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that, that I mean, uh, we had uh, I forgot who the last two people were um, this weekend, and um, oh, I think Julio. It, it was Julio and somebody else, and one of them busted out. I think it was Julio said, "Hey, I got enough points. I'm gonna bust out and lose." <laughs> but okay, so you can't think that way. You can't I, think that way. I watched the video back, so I noticed. Julio was starting his music before the meter started. There's a 1,000-point penalty if you start early. So if, ah. if you go back and watch the video, oh, so it was Josh and Julio. And I think Josh ended up winning. Um, but Josh was down like 4,000 points. Um, and Julio was started early so negative a thousand and then he red lighted which cost him another thousand uh -huh. and he wasn't gaining points and when it was all said and done josh gained like six thousand points and julio uh julio lost two thousand so when it was all said and done julio lost by thirty five hundred four thousand points so and that's always a potential within the uh within that top dog that's that's one of the cool things about Top Dog, and everybody's mm -hmm. against everybody. You can, um, oh, yeah. you can alter your opponent's score if you're loud enough. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, say so I like this new format. This is Mario. He says I like this new format. My screen looks different. It's more colorful. Uh, yeah, I need I need more sponsor logos. So if y'all want to sponsor, <laughs> me, uh, I'll post up logos everywhere. Um, <laughs> Until then, you get to see my fake house. Uh -huh. um, Josh Josh Tate says, Top Dog is a racket. 
Oh yeah. I think he means a riot. It, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. So in 2021 in nationals, uh, I, I made it into top dog. I was doing okay. I think I was in third place uh, in top dog. And I had a teammate that was in second place. And then we had Jimbo, who yep. is an amazing competitor that was way the hell up there in first place. And, um, you know, we just kind of made a look at each other in the in the lanes, me and my teammate, when it was our turn. And just kept tying, kept tying, kept tying, kept building up the points. And then I let him take half my points and uh, let him grab that first place. And it dropped me out of third, but that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> you got to take one for the team. Yeah. And, and it's not – I'm not saying it's hard, but it's definitely not easy to continue to tie. Um, because when you got that 10-second reset – it drops the first 10 seconds off the meter. So if you were going up, um, it drops off a bunch of low scores. So your, uh, so your score wants to shoot up. So one of the tips I have for people in top dog is if you tie, turn your system down like three mm -hmm. or four tenths and then get it back up there so that you can, um, uh, you know, so that you don't bust out as you continue to have multiple ties. Josh K2 says uh, he ran hard in Top Dog World and took third place. That would have been 2021. So, like I said, uh, Top Dog's a great thing. I think anybody can be uh, worldwide competitive in it. Uh, you just have to put in the time. And even when you put in the time, doesn't guarantee. Um, oh, yeah. There's still a, a slim factor of luck um, because you can be perfect 100 times in a row uh, but if your opponent's perfect 100 time, 101 times, you lose. So um, definitely a difficult thing. Uh, I talked to Wayne yesterday, and uh, the multiple location thing's coming along really, really well. It's going a lot faster than he thought. So we may be able to see it sooner than later where we're doing multiple locations um, and doing the uh, base race and top dog for cash. So, that would be really cool. Yeah, it's fun when you win against several competitors in a row. Oh yeah, that's so that. true, Josh. And then you get scared. You get scared crapless when you get that other competitor in the lane that you know can drop those consistent scores. And it's like, wait a minute, do I want to tie him and give it half my points? Or right? What am I going to do here? Yeah. Yep. No, definitely. I, I, think, I think at that point, it's just like, dude, you're just. You have to worry about yourself and just get those 9.9s and you know so it's it's like you guys tie okay you guys tie you know just as long as you're focused on that 9.9 the saturday or i'm sorry the friday before the show uh, <coughs> that we had uh we had a practice session um and we had uh eric hansen he's in the chat right well he's oh, yeah he the, said he won yeah yeah it, he was practicing and um i did a live video um here when it we wasn't the eight hour one no, it wasn't the eight-hour one. It seemed like it was an eight-hour one. But, uh, yeah, so um, I, I had this idea. I said, hey, let me uh, try to contact Chris Gregory and see if, if uh, him or his guys were doing practicing. I'm going to go on live, and, you know, I'll add him onto my live, and we can kind of do like this, uh, you know, pseudo uh, world final satellite uh, heads-up thing. But I, I think there was some miscommunication with Chris. But uh, so I ended up uh, – you practicing here with uh eric and uh you know fortunately for him uh the next day after the event he ended up taking first place in uh in in base race but 
in Top Dog, he, he, to be honest, he kind of stunk it up. I think he like he ended up losing two in a row like really quick. But uh, and that's kind of how we're looking at uh, Top Dog is is essentially the base race redeemer, the guy yes. who ended up getting knocked out uh, early on. Uh, Alan Ray, um, he ended up doing base race. He ended up winning it all. So. You know, he was still in it. Um, that's why I, I kind of purposely hold off top dog till after base race because of those those guys that couldn't really, you know, do well in base race for whatever reason, could, you know, have a all Got new, flushed uh, third shot. or didn't have the song exactly. queued up pro yeah. properly. Mm -hmm. um, one of the best uh, tips I got for somebody doing base race, uh, if you use your phone, base race or top dog, you use your, ba uh, your phone for the music, put it on airplane mm -hmm. mode. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Getting a call in the middle of a run yeah, sucks. <laughs> uh, Gary Killian popping in here. He goes, uh, I'm not in jail this time. I can speak oh. up. Thank you all. Uh, he, he was in Facebook jail last week, so he couldn't uh, respond Bummer. on here. Um, he says, thanks, you all, uh, so much for the kind words last show. He appreciates it. And then uh, he says, I always go for 9.9. 9. I'm not much of a poker player. He doesn't care about <laughs> strategy. He just freaking, I'm exactly. getting 9-9. Nine, nine. I'm getting 9-9. Nine, nine. They got to yeah. beat me at a 9-9. Nine, nine. That's the only way I'm going to let them beat me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Josh says, uh, it feels really good when you beat uh, Chris TDC Jenner at Top Dog. Chris is one of my favorite competitors and teammates. Oh, and, and Chris is in there. He just pops in right now. Chris Jenner popped in. <laughs> and he played this weekend, and uh, um, he was not pleased with his performance. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one year. Fine, he he ended up winning, right at Top Dog. Yes, yeah. he did get yeah. a ring right there. Yeah, solid competitor. He goes, "I'm so rusty. Probably the second run I've done since finals of 2021." <laughs> I'm right there with you, Chris. Like I have not been doing shows. I, uh, you know, a lot of people know I built a a pretty badass Durango. Was going for Super Street X class, and uh, at some point lost the engine shortly after finishing it, and so I kind of just backed away for like a year yep um and, and then uh one other tip i got real quick too for uh people in base race and top dog since you're required to run uh boom check so each boom check song has two frequencies that it peaks at so use the one that the second peak is higher than your frequency because if you have play the song where it's that the peak note is your peak uh, for your car, your score is going to jump every time it hits that one note. And so if, if you hit that, it's just going to dip down a little bit. It won't jump because uh, you can control a dip easier than you can control a jump, especially when you're at the 9.9. Christian Maybe says much number two is check out one of Josh's bass knobs because those things are surgical. Uh, pretty smooth. Um, and then... He was telling me something about he can set them up for you to um, uh, so that it's actually pretty clear where to start, when to start. And, and so he's trying to make it more mechanical to help you out. I, I, I is the way I understand what he's doing with his knob. Yeah, so the screen, the LCD screen right there calculates everything kind of on the fly. Yep. So if you know where your, where your numbers sit and where they need to be, you can dial it in. You know where you're at. It's not like a, a standard base knob that just rolls and, and 
has a stop point and a start point, you know, you can actually know right where you're at. Yep. Uh, Chris Jenner says, uh, I will say that advice did help. Um, and then Dave Bradshaw says he just plays out of tuning completely to control it, which you can, right? Because you can be yeah. one nineteen nine, you can be one twenty nine nine. So, yep, you know, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, and Chris said it was definitely less jumpy, jumpy when he played above his tuning. So, uh, oh wait, so it's above or below? No, no, no. You want to play tuning. that the peak note is above your tuning. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Try that. So yeah. Above. So so what happens on your curve is it goes up like this. Your mm -hmm. peak note is here, and that second note hits, and it's down here like two dB down versus the peak note. Where instead of you're about here, and then that peak note hits, and you could be three to five uh, dB jump. jump, and then that's hard to control that little jump. But it's easier to control a small dip, especially when you're playing right next to the nine point nine. Um, Eric said he played a boom check three, which is below his peak. Um, that's kind of risky, but if you work on it, you can definitely make it work. Um, and then, uh, he, jo Josh says, uh, yeah, you, the man, Joe, <laughs> thanks for the, uh, talking about his knob. I mean, and the shameless plug with the link right there in uh -oh. the chat. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is right there. Basenobrecovery.com in there. More knob control. Um, and, and that's the other thing too, in base race and top dog, I've done it with volume knobs and the push up and push down volume in cars. And I've been able to do it, but it's so much easier with a knob. <laughs> I'm just saying. So that's what I would suggest. Even if you get like an LC one, which are the cheap knobs, right? Isn't it LC one? Isn't that what they're called? Or pack ones or something. One or something. Yeah. The, the, the pack. The pack. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're cheap knobs and, that's better than trying to use your volume control to <laughs> to do that. Um, so, uh, Joseph, anything that you want to uh, plug about your team or talk about what you guys got going on and stuff or what? Yeah, so we've got new folks coming in uh, down in Vegas. We're looking at uh, a couple people down in Vegas jumping on as well, um, being part of that team, so expanding down south. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I maybe I should leave it to Dave to announce, but there may be some other state chapters coming. Um, okay. If you're looking, uh, you're looking to be part of a team, trying to get into car audio, need some help, just uh, hit me up. You can get me on Facebook, uh, pretty easy to reach, and uh, you know, always willing to help anybody with anything. Uh, uh, my only rule is, if I'm going to help you with your build, you're going to help with your build too. Yes. Absolutely. I make it money at work. I don't. I don't need to uh, to charge for an install. Um, that reminds me. One of the guys at the bowling alley last night was asking about a home theater system. I got. I I have a box design here at my house that's specifically designed for home theater. Dude, two tens will rock the piss out of your house. <laughs> so, um, and, and two tens. So it, I got very specific tens. It's designed for. And um, they're made by Eminence, which if you guys don't build speakers, you probably don't know who Eminence is. Um, uh, Eminence is the world's largest U.S. manufacturer of subwoofers, but they typically do pro audio and home audio. Um, and they do some car, but it's very low end on the car audio side. Uh, but yeah, a couple of their 10s, I think their 10s were like, I don't know, $60 a piece. Um, and you put 80 to 100 watts to them. And they're going to shake stuff off your shelves with this little box design I got. 
So it's a folded horn. It's a ported horn design. Um, it's really nice, especially when you have a big open space like a like a living room. So um, it's really cool. All the cool stuff you can do with home audio that are such a struggle to do in car audio. Oh yeah, because you can control the environment in a home audio right. where you can't in uh, in car audio. More challenging. Yes, uh, my buddy from <laughs> high school who was on Team Orion back in the day is coming back. So. Uh, Chris wanted to know how the finger was. The only reason he oh, asked is because he I was just, late. I just Ooh. peeled off the uh, oh. good stuff and <laughs> kind of see it. It's uh, it's uh, on the backside. You got you still got uh, little bruises from every one of the ribs of Josh's belt. Um, <laughs> it's not pretty good, but it's uh, it's all right. Uh, Ethan X Mendez says, "Just so everybody knows, Jeffrey's a ninja." <laughs> what? <laughs> don't know where that came uh oh yeah and this is josh talking about that he found out that his belt was loose by five eighths of an inch uh D jeffrey can do three backflips what that doesn't make you a ninja um we're gonna call start start calling steve wendell a ninja too then <laughs> uh not the trigger finger says dave bradshaw is that on your right finger yeah. It is. Oh, it is a trick. Which is finger. which is really crazy because that same day I was actually scheduled for my CCW class. Uh, qualifying. <laughs> yeah, son. That uh, Sunday right after the show. So needless to say, I had to move it. <laughs> um, especially if you have more than a couple of pounds of pull on that trigger, uh, could be. Um, so in California. You have your CCW is tied to the serial number of the gun, and I believe in Nevada, it's just a handgun, right? It's yeah, it's just you. Yeah. Once you're cleared, you can carry whatever piece you want. Yeah. But there's no reciprocity in California, so there isn't any reciprocity. You yeah, no, you don't carry it. You don't carry it in Cali. Oh, Pop Tart popping in. He's gonna see me in Iowa in two weeks. Uh, I need Tegan to send me the information. I, I want to put it online. We got a 3X coming up the 15th, but I can't put it online until Tegan sends me the information. I will call him tomorrow and get that up there so I can get that going. Um, but, yeah, Pop-Tart, looking forward to seeing you in Sioux City uh, or is it Sioux City or Sioux Falls, one of those. It, it's back there in one of those countries you fly, one of those uh, states you fly over when you're going somewhere <laughs> real. Um no, they're uh, having me come in and do a 3X event for them. So uh, I'll be in uh, Iowa uh, on July 15th, the same day Jeffrey's having a 3X right there over his shoulder, as you can see. Yeah. Uh, that one's at Crossfire. Mine's going to be in Iowa. Um, and that same day, Josh K2 is going to be hosting his first ever 1X at um, in Reno. So I'm sure there's going to be a handful of people out there trying to get, help him give him a hand and um, make sure it goes smooth. Uh, but he's really wants to um, try this out and try and get that. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Gary, Gary Killian, you are so not wrong. I actually bought my <laughs> first gun at a yard sale in, in Nevada. So it was a, a 20, the 22 version of the uh, uh, AR-15 and taught my kids to shoot with it. But it was brand new in the box at a yard sale. I'm yeah. sure you can do the same thing oh, in Kentucky. Wow, yeah, he says cool. you can buy guns at yard sales in Kentucky, no registration <laughs> on anything. Um, uh, uh, my son was asking me, because I watch 2A advocacy stuff. Um, mm. uh, just, you know, I am that way. 
but um, my son was asking me if, um, you know, what what about any guns I've owned? I go, the government ain't known a single thing about any gun I've ever owned. <laughs> so I was buying guns when I was 16. Legally, I was buying, well, you can't buy them at 16 legally, but um, they were legal guns. They weren't hot, nothing like that. And, um, you know, I would literally go over a friend's house. I'll give you 200 bucks for that gun. And that's how I had guns and walk out with the gun. Wait, that was when that was. Probably that might want to statute of limitations for you announce that on yeah. like. Live yeah, I, I, I think uh, ATF <laughs> is uh, on the line here. So. Um, all the comments on this show are for entertainment purposes entertainment only. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was in a different state than California. Just oh, yeah. so you know. Okay. 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 It was in a different state than California. Um, and then all my guns got stolen and sold to a pawn shop. So, uh, mm. and then I got married and my wife's a non gun person. So <laughs> Dave says Wait, careful. I, I thought you lost them in a, in a boating, uh, accident or something. Well, like apparently, that, right? <laughs> apparently according to my wife, I need to just, uh, grab a thousand dollars and just throw it in the lake because I keep buying uh. fishing gear. And she goes, it'd just be so much easier if we just went out in the lake and just took a thousand dollars and threw it in there. And then you stop fishing. <laughs> I said, but that's nowhere near as fun. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> Dave says that's all white privilege. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> she tried very hard to get me out of car audio last year. And so all I did was go deep into RC cars and spent way and more. And that was way worse. Yeah, <laughs> audio, and now she's like, "Go back to audio. Uh, pick, pick your poison." <laughs> so, so is the RC10 still a thing? I don't know what the RC10 is. Okay, so it's not a thing. So, uh, back in the days, back when I was uh, 14, 15 ish, so oh, 88, 87 ish, um, I used to um, uh, when the RC10 first came out, it was the first all metal chassis so it was aluminum chassis with gas shocks and ball bearings factory because before that we all just had the hornets and then you would have to do whatever you're going to do to the hornet which i'm sure the hornet's still out there right so that's your entry level rc oh he says yes rc10 is graphite is what uh jason says yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, carbon fiber parts now, a lot yeah. of really good stuff, ceramic bearings. I mean, that it's a it's a black hole for money. It is. Yeah, and oh. I was doing more of the well, I, I tried a little bit of everything, and I landed on the RC drift stuff, but um, which is super fun, but super expensive. Yeah, uh, Jason says it's gold, and yes, it's graphite, uh, and it might have been graphite then, but it was gold when it first came out. And that was the oh uh, Woody McDonald says I loved the RC10. It was so fast. I mean, it was compared to everything else that you buy stock. It was so fast. Um, Dave Bradshaw says car audio costs more than meth, and you get to keep your teeth. Not your hearing, but your teeth are good. Yo, <laughs> um, oh, Jason uh, Stave says he's got a few um, of those. So, but anyway, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, anyway, uh, so we're at the one hour mark right now. Um, anything else you want to plug, uh, Joseph? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, if you're not running DC Audio, you probably should. <laughs> if you're not running one of Josh Tech's face knobs, you probably should. And if you're not on Team Send It, probably should. 
Okay. All right. Uh, Jeffrey, what you got? Um, so I got a triple coming up. Jan uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Saturday, July 15th. Um, Crossfire Car Audio. It's going to start at 4 p.m. We're going to try to do something a little different because the last uh, evening show, we kind of got out a little late. So <laughs> I think we're going to try to mess around with the uh, the times and, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but also wanted to let you know, uh, for the first time, we're going to have um, – Iaska on board for kind of a dual org uh, event coming up uh, uh, Saturday, July 15th. So come check it out. Um, you guys know we uh, always throw a, a, a really awesome show. Um, last Saturday, Roger was actually on the grill, grilling up hot dogs and gave yeah. out free food and drinks for uh, for the competitors. Um, so it's always a fun time. Come check it out. Check out dbdragracing.com for all the details. That's uh, Saturday, July 15th. Uh, Grapevine, Texas. All right. And for me, um, I got literally just got off the phone uh, with uh, Moses. So him, Manny, and I think Team Down to Pound are going to team up to make my July 7th show at Jay's Alarms a 3X event with 3X trophies. Wow. He wants the big trophies down there. He wants the – so he's going 3X. So I'm doing 3X down in Fresno. Then the next weekend, I'm flying to Iowa doing a 3X. And then I'll be <laughs> back the weekend after that, and I'm going to be up in uh, Sacramento. And I have a sneaky suspicion that that one may end up being a 3X also. So I have a few 3X shows coming up. And, um, uh, yeah, Josh says, uh, thanks, good show. Tons of respect to jo uh, Joseph. Um, <laughs> thanks, Josh. Uh, what's the date? So the date is uh, currently um, July 7th. That's a Friday night. That's Fresno. Um, and then the, let's see, 15th uh, plus seven days. That is the 22nd, I believe. Let me check on my calendar real quick. Hey, Moses, put put me down for two uh, two spots on your floor for uh, July for 7th. Fresno? Yep. All right. Uh, he's actually got a spare bedroom. At his house. Perfect. Yeah. I stayed there one time, um, but now I'm too good to stay there. I drive home. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> let's see I, I drive home from almost every show. So when I go to Fresno, whenever it ends, I drive home. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sacramento is the 22nd. That is correct. So, yeah. So I'll be doing the 7th will be a 3X. The 15th will be a 3X in Iowa. And then the 22nd may end up being a 3X in Sacramento. Um, and we're trying to figure that out. Uh, there's some people that really want to kind of sponsor that show. And that may be one of those um, 3X points, 2X cost, 1X trophies to help keep the cost down for everybody involved. Um, you know, uh, 3X, obviously, more to participate. Uh, more to make the trophies and all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, try and keep our cost down. That way we can keep the overall cost for you guys down. Um, and, you know, if, if somebody ever needs to and they're heading south or they're heading north, uh, most likely I have a place for someone to crash if they literally right behind me here. I got my green screen right behind. Uh, this is actually in a spare bedroom. So <laughs> I've offered it to Moses. He swears he's going to stay, but he never does. And then we're going to go fishing the next morning. But he's a loser, so uh, 
he doesn't ever stay and we go fishing the next day. Especially since um, uh, especially since uh, the topwater bites on for bass fishing right now. So, Ooh. yeah. Right before Can't the show. Fish. We might have to take you up on that. So right before the show, I went out in my backyard. Uh, um, uh, I went out in my backyard to cast caught uh caught a two and a half pound largemouth on a popper so is the delta right through your backyard or is it the lake that used to be the manteca water slides manteca water slides so the delta though is literally at the end of my street yeah i used to i used to fish at mosdale like gr okay. i grew up in california so i yeah I... so mosdale's across the street turtle beach is at the end of my street hmm. so if you take my street and you go all the way to the end of it that's turtle beach so if you know where Mostel is, then you obviously know where Turtle Beach is. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, all right, guys, uh, appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, if you get an opportunity, please support the sponsors who support our shows. We got Crossfire Car Audio, Puns Customs, Voodoo Customs. Um, I haven't seen anything posted from Puns Customs in a while. I hope everything's going good. I know he was up and running after his <laughs> fire, right. so um, – right. You know, like I said, if you guys get the opportunity, please support the sponsors who support our show. Uh, once again, Crossfire Car Audio, Puns Customs, and Voodoo Customs. All right, guys, we will see you guys next week at 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that matters. We're out. Peace. Whoa, whoa.